Hi guys, welcome back to Heard the Podcast. I'm Danny, your host. You can find Heard the Podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. That's iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on YouTube, H-E-R apostrophe D. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Heard the Podcast, H-E-R-D the Podcast. And I'm here joined by a very special guest, the GOAT herself, the creative genius herself, Miss Jada Imani M. <laughs> yes, girl. So Jada's here. Jada Imani M is here. Please say the M. Yes, please say Abs- the M. Absolutely. What's the M stand for? My last name. What's your last name? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, I'm really happy you're here. Thanks for coming. We have Sean Cooper in the background. Shout out to Sean Cooper. Um, oh we have God. two. We have two creative. Photo- uh, we have two creative photography goats in the building. So Thank I'm happy you. for that. Another another round of applause. Okay. So um, usually I play like a little icebreaker game or whatever, and I play like a song and one of the, I do like a song game where like you know you can choose between this or that or whatever. But for you, for you since you're the, you're a visual artist. Oh, a creative genius. Oh, and you know, I feel like we relate on so many. We have, we have, we have similar tastes. I feel like I think me, you, and Zariah, we have similar tastes. We love like the early two thousands, like white teen pop dramas or like white teen <laughs> comedy, like you know those staples in our childhood. Yes, I'm going to do like a, a game of this or that, oh. and I'm going to name two movies. Like I'm going to, we're going to do. Let me see. Okay. Let's do four rounds. Four quick rounds, and you're going to tell me this or that. Okay. So first, I'm going to go this or that, <laughs> Princess Diaries Ooh. or Devil Wears Prada. Oh, no. And I asked this because Anne Hathaway is the main character in both these movies. Yes. And I feel like both of these movies have the same, like, you know, premise of, like, you know, the the girl gets made over. She, she has, like, this transformative moment and things like that, so... Yeah, That's Princess so Diaries or The Devil Was Prada. You know, I never thought about it like that. She definitely had yeah. a big transformative moment in both films. I love both movies. I mean, Princess Diaries, definitely childhood fave. Devil yes. Was Prada was more when I was older. Yes. I'm going to choose Princess Diaries only because without mm. Princess Diaries, we wouldn't have got to... The devil wears Prada. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. I almost wanted to ask you a Cinderella story or Princess Diaries. But I feel like oh. Cinderella story, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have made the go. Princess Diaries <laughs> would have easily. Like yeah, it. <laughs> and it, it was it was two or three sequels. It was two. It was one sequel. Yeah, but it was Princess Diaries I'm, one and two, right? Yeah, yeah. And wasn't Raven in the second one? Yes, Raven was in the second one. Okay, bad, big bad. Raven Simone. Thing. <laughs> yes, yes, the Go Edition Channel. Okay, so next. Is Stomp the Yard. Okay. Or You Got Served. Uh, <laughs> you Got Served. Really? Why? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Sean, what would you have picked? I'm, I'm curious because you made a face like you was like, this was hard, a hard one. Because I don't know what I would pick. <laughs> you don't? Oh my God. Damn, for real? <laughs> okay, well. BET see. plays it all the damn time like Babyboy. I haven't watched TV in like 10 years. Oh, you're, stream, you're a streamer, aren't you? You're a streamer? Okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a streamer. I'm a streamer, too, yeah. So, see, Stump the Yard, Stump the Yard, Crumpin'. Mm-hmm. 
more so and stepping and you got served break dancing right. but you know you got served again it's just do it for little saint i do it for little saint i think overall i think i liked that storyline a little more you got served yeah I like the you guys sir. So you think you guys are over Stump the Yard? Yes, I absolutely would. I've rewatched that way more. Stump the Yard, I don't know, something about it that I don't think anything will ever compare to the first time I saw the movie. And I've been chasing that feeling with oh, that. So it's but like you got serve always feels like I always feel excited when I see that hmm, movie. That's an interesting Stump the Yard, I don't take. feel the same excitement. It's kinda like Okay, yeah, Chris Brown dies in the beginning. And we were we were all pissed about that shit. Exactly. You had him when in all the trailers. First, and for you to see it, it's like Huh? No, we didn't. Child, the that movie was, has been out about for 10, 12 a years. Long time. <laughs> well, child, that sounds like a personal problem. Um <laughs> Okay. I might I might have to go eat Stomp the Yard because mm-hmm. it gave me like the college vibe, the stepping and the, you know what I'm saying? And they and they had some really like some really good choreographed dance moves. I felt like it was very choreographed. Neil was in did. it. They did. Ne- ne- you know what? Oh man. Okay. I'm now. I'm thinking no, no, about, not to sway you. I'm just saying this no, for me. I'm my think, personal I'm thinking pick. About more. It will more be of the be- the better scenes in Stump the Yard, like mm-hmm. when, uh, like the probate scene. Even the, like, the finale, though. The finale. The finale was really good. We were up the Thetas. But that you, Thetas. That you Thetas. got Thetas. We the finale Thetas. though. When mm. they did, they did it for Little Saint, and they brought the the crew got back together. Didn't they dance? in the rain when you got served um, and they, they danced they in the rain on top of you they practiced in the rain on you guys so they had a little montage sequence but step up two was when they, they definitely were slipping and sliding splashing and splishing yeah and sliding you saw china's there. pictures when she was at that day the- i was there these i was there on the stage lit i literally watched them do backflips and break dancing in that pepsi look can i curse yes pepsi looking ass water it was nasty. Like, it was very nasty. <laughs> and and it, it's like, a, it was a lot of the same skin tone, too. So I don't play. No. Not the water. Did did China post the pictures of them splash, um, splishing and splashing and stuff? Slipping um, and sliding and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, feel I, like I knew. I told her, I said in her on her story, I was like, "Look, I, this is gonna be some good photos right here." She's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna post these." I'm like, "Yeah, but girl, she didn't post them yet." But I, I saw on her story, and then I saw it in person. And I'm just like, "Jesus, Devonte Christ!" Oh. <laughs> Not Devonte. Yeah, Devonte. Not Devonte <laughs> Christ. Um. Okay. Okay. So you pick. You got serve. Yep. For okay. me, it stomped the yard. I have one more. One more little. Um. Little. Little wild card. Okay. Stomp the yard or drumline? Drumline. Drumline mm. is actually one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> ever. Really? Why? Ever. Why? That is such a good movie. I mean, like Nick Cannon, I really feel. <laughs> Nick Cannon Nick Cannon solidified himself as a serious actor. Mm. Because before, like, he was on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. doing a lot of comedy, but, like, he really showed he could do. A dramatic role. That movie, and that, that storyline, yeah, is so, he couldn't so he couldn't good. read music and 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 yeah, his, his character was very dynamic. He yeah. had a lot of layers to his character, and he changed so much by the end of it. And like the experience he had, like it and really I, humbled him. It really and, and I love when movies have like you know those people that those like gems in there, like you know that he had Orlando um Brent, Orlando Jones in it. Yeah, um, he had um. 
I don't know that man's name, but it's the, it's the black guy that was his um his um his uh band leader. He's oh always gosh, in yes. stuff, and we, I, we we all know his face. Yeah, but the he was in it. Nigga mm-hmm. that it was, was him. On him. Yeah, he was in that. Um, yeah. freaking the nigga from um. Oh yeah, what you call Marcus Mark. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I love him. Yes, yes. girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So drumline easily. Yeah. Damn. Drumline. Oh, drumline walked so stomp the yard, and you got served could run. Wait, no. What came out first? You got served the drumline. Oh, I feel like it was. It was around the same time. I don't remember. I feel like you got served. Might have came out. Like B two K was popping around the same time. I feel like you got served came out around the time. Love don't. Love Don't Cost a Thing came out, I feel like. Yeah, Love Don't Cost a Thing was definitely after Drumline. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It was after? It wasn't it before? Was, it was after. It was after. Because I remember he was he was bald most of the time in Drumline. Mm-hmm. Love Don't Cost a Thing came out shortly after that. Okay. But I remember wanting to see Love Don't Cost a Thing because... Uh-oh, Sean's fact-checking. Uh-huh. Okay. When did... Um, and you got served was 03, right? Yeah, sir, was it? It's giving 01 for you guys. Maybe it was it o- may either. Maybe 01. 04. So, okay, right I after. Okay. So, Drumline came out before you guys served? Yeah, Drumline came out too. I remember buying yeah. that on DVD and watching that on the DVD player. Like, mm. That makes sense. But see, you know, it's also like what he said. You got served. It's just, it's like you got served, and then it's like the rest of the dance movies. Yeah, <laughs> that came after that. I love them all again. Yeah, like a box set. A little. I remember <laughs> it was like just that scene in the rain. That's that scene. Classic R and B R and B scene too. That's, that's hard. My bad. I'm, I'm sitting here jumping. It just, but no, it's just like it's like the nostalgia. Like it's just like a like those moments. Like I feel like certain moments are just are they're just tastemakers for like you know just it you is. know with with what you got going on and like you know exactly. you know you know and i feel like shoot i think baba had a good run too with his movies like Bow-Wow roll bounce and, and oh, roll lottery bounce. ticket was the shit roll too ba- mm. really you don't like lottery ticket it was okay i think i need i think i need to rewatch it no but roll <laughs> bounce roll bounce is another the one good? of them ones Mm-hmm. Roll bounce is another one of them ones. Yeah, that's really up there for me. Again, great story. Because I don't even know what movie can go against roll bounce if I had to compare uh, to, I don't know. to ask somebody about it. Like really, like, that's the only type of movie uh, that was made. Like that was at a claim at the time. Mm. I feel like that's why Drumline stood so so well because it wasn't any other movie out. So and then after that, they want to make all, all these college movies and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like they focused in on. Because mm-hmm. like that band is blood, sweat, and tears too. But it takes yeah. you into a whole other world of like how the band world is and mm. how intense it is. Like yeah, yeah. Just from working with bands in high school and like photographing them, like I photographed the Rascal band a lot. I went to Grand Park. Oh, lit! See, right down the street. Uh huh. Um, I would photograph it, and uh, we would leave at like five a.m. and we would be going to these bands. I guess they were called band meets. I forgot what they were called. Band, oh, okay. Super intense and. And them daggone band directors too were crazy too. Yeah, they like Because you marching and carry them them heavy ass instruments too. You gotta be you gotta be mentally strong to do that in the heat. And then be skilled too. Yeah, be a skilled do, instrument player. It's like a moving meditation in a sense. When you out there, you can't think about. 
can't think about the fly that's flying to the You got to be, be, be on beat with the chip. The, the pom-pom girls could get a dance to your shit, too. It's a whole, it's a whole situation. Literally. The arrangements. She, I, I know we got we have to have a, a we have to me and you Sean me and you me and you you, you next you next at the Jada okay so <laughs> okay two more two more mean girls or clueless oh, oh mean girls over clueless yes mean girls over clueless why easily well clueless clueless is a cute time really it's, it's a cute, cute time. it's a cute time you think mean girls is more iconic than clueless yes. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, look, I love Brittany Murphy, though. Love Brittany yeah, Murphy. Rest in peace to Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace to Brittany Murphy. But Mean Girls is Yeah, just, Mean Girls is... And I also just want to throw in there how much I love Lindsay Lohan. Yes. I love Lindsay That's Lohan. That's another GOAT. And Mean Girls, I really like Mean Girls because... It was so problematic, but it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> saying like this is okay. It was just like, here's all the stereotypes about it was well thought life, out, and we're just gonna put them in this movie, like every single thing, like the stereotypical dumb blonde or mm-hmm. even unfriendly black hot, uh-huh. the lesbian, right? The whole lesbian thing, and you know, just everything. The cool mom. I'm a cool mom. Yes, the cool mom who's really like. Okay, cool mom, really a pushover. Mm-hmm. She tries to get her daughter's approval. Well, she tries She tries to live through her daughter. Exactly. You saw that, remember that um, talent show when she was like... Oh my gosh, yes. With the camera and she was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. When she was- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's such a good movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think Mean Girls is a culture. Like it that is. movie, that was a culture. It is. And yeah. so many quotables. So yeah. many quotables. Clueless. I'm on my pink shirt back. Um, I'm on my pink shirt back. Uh, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Is butter that. a carb? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is your muffin butter? <laughs> Would you like us to hire someone to butter your muffin? <laughs> Girl, I think Clueless is good for the outfits. Good for the outfits, for sure. Yeah, like those outfits are iconic. I'll say that. Definitely. Definitely better better fashion, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? One more question before the last one. What do you think was Lindsay's peak like her peak movie or peak television moment like where do you think did she peaked you think it was Mean Girls where she peaked I that was I think the the last because before really Mean Girls iconic. she had the teenage drama queen and she had the freaky the teenage drama queen the thing is that came out literally right before Mean Girls the same year because she was working she was working but that movie came out straight to Disney Channel right or was it in theaters that was in theaters mm. mm-hmm yeah, but that was a Disney production, right? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a Disney production. I feel like Mean Girls was that was supposed to be her transition point mm-hmm. to doing because after more, that shit, know. she was. But after, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I believe it was after that when things kind of went, you know, downhill in her personal life. So <sighs> she just wasn't she wasn't acting anymore. And she had like a reality show on E called Living Lohan. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't tune in for that one. <laughs> I think it was mainly about her sister. Her sister, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Stuff, yeah. Child, yeah. I, I yeah. tuned in for that one. I was definitely tuned. In. I love that trash. I, lo- I always love trash when I was growing. Up. I love oh trash TV. Oh my gosh, I, I did. I did love. I love trash. a good trash. I, I love me trash. some Bad Girls Club. That was my trash. Yeah, mine too. Top tier trash. But you know, MTV had a good run with like with like musicians in the reality MTV shows, like that, like the Ashley run. Simpson show, the Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. I, stuff. Even, I saw some of that, but like, I don't know. When I think about, well, that's VH1, though, when I'm thinking about. The Flavor, like, of, Flavor love 
living in New York. And I love New York. New York. Listen, I wasn't she is to the be goat. That. I was Tiffany not. Pollard, she, she is. Really is. She is the goat, for real. I wasn't supposed to be watching that show, but like my, we weren't either. when I went over to my grandma's house, she was like, she would just put it on. I'll be watching it. With her. <laughs> it was always at grandma's house watching shit. I was the same one. The same. The same. The same one. Okay, last one. I'm curious about this last one. Oh, it's, it's, I don't think it's gonna be too hard for you. I, I don't know. Whatever you say. Um, mm. the Notebook or a Walk to Remember. Uh, I've never seen a Walk to Remember. <gasps> What? And the notebook is so depressing. I've only seen it like <laughs> once, one and a half times. It's just, I mean, it's uh, it's a beautiful movie. And I love Rachel McAdams. I do too. Child. It's too much for you? I, I try to do the more comedic, the hmm. rom-com, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do a romance. Were you more so like a she's all that type of girl? I do really like she's all that. <laughs> I do really like she's That was another uh, transform, tra- like Cinderella story type of movie. I Something about those for me when it's like okay the little the girl I mean the, the dorky lo- girl the loser mm-hmm. for lack of better terms mm-hmm. she's really just becomes that girl like she gets saved by like the jock and then she realizes she was that girl all along but mm-hmm. she just didn't know it that's how all the two thousands movies were right yeah. typical and Gabby was in half of them Gabrielle Union she was in all I was watching something like Gabrielle Union was in, she was in everything and she, she looked really good. Was. See, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Bring It On. I wanted to, but I didn't know what to put it up against. I didn't know what to put Bring It Up. Right. Bring It On is my shit. Yeah, Who can, can you compare really it to that? that? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but simply on top of it, tell me how that made you feel. Like, Bring It On. Bring It On. Okay. Honestly, when when I first saw it, I was like five years old, child. Mm. I didn't really understand how. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 26. Okay. And I'll be 27. So if you were five when it came out, then that means I was eight. Or nine. No, no, I was eight. That was eight. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies, but I didn't really get how important the message was until I all got the ones have the same have the same message on all the all the sequels have the same message. Yeah, but those all really sucked except for like the, the Solange one. With Solange. one. Oh my god! Even though that was a straight, that would kind of sucked a little bit too. But Solange, and I was like, I love me some Solange. Yeah, I, the third that one was very corny, but it was still pretty good, especially in comparison to the other sequels. But Ooh, that first awful. one was so good and I feel like it I don't know if it went over everyone's head what? like it did with mine the message just oh, really no. about appropriating the culture mm-hmm. and just how hard they had to fight to even be seen and get into the the cheerleading competition mm-hmm. and, and so how they and how their style and their style was stolen and you know yeah, appropriate literally, pro, you literally know, stolen and culture, appropriated mm-hmm. and then it's very it's so interesting because then you have the this main character who really has no ill intentions, but the person before her, she messed everything up. So now they're like, Oh well, all of y'all Big Red, <laughs> Big Red. Yes, Big Red. Hate her ass. Yeah. Big Red. But yeah, that great mm-hmm. movie. I wish that it was centered around the clovers, though. They okay. So I saw something on Twitter where, um, see, I don't remember like when I just remember watching it as a child. I don't right. remember. I don't remember the whole premiere of it. Right. But um, no, Gabrielle Union said this out her mouth. She said that when they released the trailer, like the for the movie and stuff, mm-hmm. they shot, um, they shot extra clover scenes just for the trailer so people can go and see it. 
Okay. So none of the scene, none of the trailer scenes were in the movie, but they went and shot extra Clover scenes just for the trailer. I saw something about that, and I think I saw some of the clips from it. I did and I too. think they mm-hmm. also ended up using that for Blacks as If music video. Oh, I think the they, same scenes? I think so, because they were like in a hallway, like in the school. Mm-hmm, so I yeah. believe they ended up using it for that music video as well, because that song was on the soundtrack. As if. But that that's so crazy. And then the fact that they use like the scenes from the black girls to get more people to see it. I wonder why. I wonder why. That was very interesting. They should have just kept the scenes in there in the movie. No, because they probably already shot the movie and then they were like, oh, let's try to get the-. They probably did like, because I feel like some movies do like little testers in different regions, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever reason probably they had. So. I don't know. But anywho, Jada, Imani M, let's get into you, Miss Creative Director, Photographer. Like, what what are your titles? What are you What are you currently into? Uh, photography, mm-hmm. creative direction, filmmaking. Those are my main three. So, photography is your is your first love. So, technically, little backstory: my first love is actually acting. Ooh. Yeah, so when I was ten years old, I started taking acting classes, and then I went to. Thomas Pullen for drama. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Suitland for theater. Oh. Yeah, so I was acting from the age of 10 to 18. That's what, so, yeah. so what made you, like, so why aren't you doing that now? Honestly, I ended up going to college my first year at a HBCU. Hated their theater program. Where? It was trash. You don't want to say it? We'll say, okay, it's fine. Okay. You know what? I didn't really. I didn't like the theater program. I, I went really to Towson like for the because I'm a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. I went to Towson for their program for their design program. Yeah. See, I just I didn't really like the program. It was one of those situations where I had a class and it was like, oh, you get an A or an F. Damn. And then they weren't very involved in telling us the ways in which we can earn. Either or. Oh, no. So it was just a really frustrating experience. Um, It wasn't very family-oriented. It it wasn't something I was used to. You know, when I went to Suitland, we were so tight-knit. And even though we all had our moments, I mean, it was like so many of us, so we're not going to get along all the time. Right. Very much a family. We all loved each other at the end of the day. It was not like that at all. Mm. It was not like that at all. Also, I realized I did not necessarily want to do theater i wanted to do film oh. acting for film so so the okay so the difference but for the listeners in the in the watch of the viewers what is the difference between theater and film so theatrical acting you know it's like being on broadway and you get on stage you're in a play say because i was in i was in midsummer night's dream in mm-hmm. 10th grade so if i'm on stage and i mess up there's no cut there's yeah, it's no live. back is you better act through it Mm. literally but when it comes to filmmaking especially nowadays because a lot of stuff isn't live anymore unless Mm. you're broadcasting Mm. you could yell cut you could you know and it's also um you know because bloopers that's how bloopers happen Mm -hmm. but also on stage you have to be so big and boastful and really project your voice and with film it's it's like okay still act but you have to really tighten it up Especially when they're doing close-ups, like your movement has to be minimal. It's not as big. It's not as bodacious. Because you have to fit in that frame. You have to fit in that frame, and you can't. And it's like you, your viewers are right there. They're watching on TV or their phone or 
whatever. Yeah. But versus like on stage, you have an audience that's a few feet or like, you know, hundreds of feet back. So they got to see your facial expressions. Mm-hmm. They got to see your movements. They have to be very big. So mm. yeah, that's, those are the biggest differences. So you, so you think you enjoy um, acting in film and you also enjoy creating in film or which one is it for you? Well, I, I enjoy creating in film mm-hmm. and acting in film, mm-hmm. but honestly, I have a lot more experience with theater right now, mm. but I'm about to start getting back into acting specifically Ooh. for film. Do you have something lined up? Mm, you can, tell us, when the cam- you can tell us when the cameras are off if you <laughs> like to. So, we'll get back um, to that. I won't say exactly what it is, but it is a short comedic film that I am supposed to be in. Hopefully coming out this year, if not by next Are you year. starring in it or? No, nah, not starring in it. Supporting mm-hmm. role, supporting okay. role, but got to start somewhere. Is it is it local? Yes, it okay. will be local. Very much local, very much homegrown. Okay. And we'll likely hear familiar music and familiar areas in the city. Okay, so I'm, I'm really excited. excited for it. I'm excited for that too. Okay, okay, Miss Jada. Imani M. Um, okay, so yes. So, how did you get into photography? Like, how did that? How did that start for you? Because you said you started off with acting, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you realized that you were more interested in you know dabbling in film more than theater. But when it came to photography, and then also like you know, I feel like you have really good relationships as well yeah. with like you know local performers and even like performers you know that are really big. Mm-hmm. So, tell me more about that. Like, how did you navigate through that? How did you build those relationships as well? Ciao. Okay. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> <laughs> I actually failed my first year of college, mm-hmm. basically, between hating the theater program and just being really distracted, just mm-hmm. having freedom that I hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. And I went through a phase of, like, two years of just figuring out what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then I I just, I remember being in psychology class and I watched this documentary and it inspired me to start making documentaries myself. And I thought, well, Mm. I really want to learn how to do this. So I started going to the Art Institute in 2015. Wait, uh, pause right there. What was one of the documentaries in psychology? Was it Paris is Burning? No, I forgot the name of it. Um, but it was about the LGBT community, but it was it wasn't like, it wasn't Paris is Burning. No, okay. But it was a uh, prominent figures, and it was a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. It was some, you know, other footage, but it was a lot of interviews. I wish I remembered the name, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was very interesting. We watched a few things in psychology that really sparked like my interest in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So. 2015, I decided to go to the Art Institute, and I I really wanted to start with documentary filmmaking. Mm -hmm. That was my main thing. Then by 2016, when I took a lighting class, Uh our first assignment was actually to take photos. Mm -hmm. And I had this small Sony camera, and I was like, okay. Was shooting all automatic, all Mm -hmm. automatic settings, child. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh And then I was just like, oh. You know, maybe I could really try this out. And then by 2017, I realized it was something I really wanted to do. So took advantage of the resources that I had, and I took studio photography. And that's when I started really taking portraits, things like that. 
But I, I went through a period of telling myself, oh, I'll never do this in photography. It oh, started, like what's saying that like you can't do something or you? It was more so that I couldn't. But I said, oh, I'll never do this. Like You're oh, not I, confident. You weren't confident I at first. I was not confident at mm-hmm. first. It, at first it was, oh, I'll never do. I'm not really into portraits. And that's because my portraits were coming out like ass. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I took studio photography, learned more about lighting. And I'm like, okay, well. Now that I I see that I can do it, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do this. And then for a period of time, it was events and it was concerts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in doing events. I'm not really interested in doing concerts. Jada, when you do it like, But man. then it got to a point, I was like, oh, I actually want to do events and concerts. And 2019, that's when things really changed for me. That was the biggest change. I actually started asking for advice. Uh, China, made in China, China Keys. Mrs. Payne. Yes, mm-hmm. Mrs. Payne. I asked her for advice as far as how to get into concert photography. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that really helped me get into that big part. As of in like I getting into it, that. as in like um, being able to be there? More so just telling me how she got started, you mm-hmm. know, going to small venues, mm-hmm. connecting with local artists more, asking them to shoot their show. Mm-hmm. You know, just, hey, let me into your show and I'll get some photos of mm-hmm. you and send those to you. You know, just really getting into more more into the quote-unquote scene here, mm-hmm. paying attention to more events in the area. AV Sessions gave me a platform as well to really practice mm-hmm. with live music especially. But it was a period of time before that where I was just feeling sorry for myself mm. all the I feel time. like we all have those moments. All the time, just like, oh, I'm being slept on and mm. blah, 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 blah. And... Then I realized, you know what, this is actually on me. I'm the one that's actually bringing myself down and I'm not actually taking the proper steps to learn more. And that goes back to, oh, I'll never do concert photography. I'll never do this. It's because I wasn't good at it Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really willing to work hard for it. I thought those opportunities had to be handed to me, but Mm. they won't. But once you start doing the work, the work really does speak for itself. Mm-hmm. It takes time, but it's like one minute I'm here and I'm I'm not getting any responses or I'm getting a lot of rejections when it comes to shooting live music in the area. And next thing you know, I'm getting approved for more shows. Because your work is speaking for itself. Yes, the work is speaking for itself. And stop feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, so the thing is like, you know, people think photography is just you taking pictures. You have to be very skilled at what you do as a photographer and you know with a you'll know when someone is a good photographer or not Absolutely. but then also like it takes it's very i respect you guys because it takes a lot of passion and patience as well and you know because i so i'm a graphic designer but one of the one of the mandatory courses that we had to take was photography mm-hmm. and you know i had the camera the, the automatic setting and all that other stuff and i'm like oh my god this is so hard i can't oh my god let me let me just pass this class child i don't just you know what i'm saying but like because it's but it's hard it's very difficult once you're in that it's it can be very difficult so it takes a lot of skill a lot of patience and and all that so i definitely like tip my hats to you people like sean cooper people like china like all of y'all for real Thank you. Yes. So anyway, so now let's let's go with the event stuff first. See now, event photography, right? 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are fun. Those are super fun. Mm-hmm. And like with you, you know, it's not just the typical event photography. You make it so artistic to me. Like, I'm like, this is like those Rico Nasty photos at that Kalani, con- that Kalani concert from two uh, weeks ago. Girl, listen. Thank you. Listen, girl. I'm like, was she at an event or was this a, as a, was this a photo shoot? Because it's just like. Oh, my God. Because it was one. It was one where it, it reminded me. It was one where it was like dark and she was kind of like green. And you had like those like those swirls around her. Oh, yeah, yeah. With that black background. Yes. How was how did you get that? How, how? Well, so the circles is a lens filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green. it. It, and it was actually annoying because they turned on the green light for her song Money. Mm-hmm. And I guess they forgot to change the light. So at first I was kind of annoyed, but I just went with it. And, you know, she didn't have that much uh, backlighting. Uh-huh. So that's why it was like really dark in the back. And then the green light just happened to shine right on her so do you get more anxious with event photography like do you guys like ever um are anxious about catching the right moment for the photo it depends on the event because i i, I kind of separate events from live music mm-hmm. so events something like uh, adobo mm-hmm. dmv for example mm-hmm. I don't really get nervous about that because I know people are going to dance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's going to be easy for me to take photos. A lot of people, pretty much everyone's going to be drunk and they're going to be asking me to take photos of them, mm-hmm. which makes me feel good because I'm like, okay, I definitely want Pedro and Waltero to get their money's worth mm-hmm. out of me. So I don't really get nervous with that, but it's the unfamiliar events, stuff where people are kind of like, you get there and they're clutching their purse when you try to take a picture of them. Like what? they don't want their picture taken. Mm-hmm. It's events like that. I'm worried like, Oh, if it's not going to be a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for me to get sh- those shots. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. I get more nervous about uh, live music. It depends more. So it's the type of access I'll have. Mm-hmm. Cause usually First three songs from the pit. I don't know what people think. When well, I, so wait, when so I tell explain this, what is the pit? Okay, so photo pit. It's that little area right in front of the, of the stage mm-hmm. between general admission mm-hmm. and the stage that photographers are usually in. That mm-hmm. you'll usually only see us in for first three songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people usually think, but when I tell them I can only shoot three songs, they're really surprised. Mm. I'm like, no, we so cannot you guys, stay there the whole time. Oh, so they say, okay, three songs, that's it, guys, go. Yep, mm. literally. They, literally, you have to go in most cases. Only time something like that would not happen is like at a festival if you're mm. shooting in-house. Like uh, when I was shooting for something in the water, mm. pretty Girl, much every those performance Uzi, I was there. Listen, first of all, sorry, <laughs> and sorry to cut you off. Tell them your Instagram real quick. Oh, it's Jada Imaniam. Okay, girl. Those Uzi Vert pictures? Girl. <laughs> who was the way? So, okay. Because, <laughs> listen. Oh, okay, gosh. so who was, what was your favorite out of that whole festival of, of those photos that you took? Of Uzi? No, no, no. Who was like, Just who was period. your favorite photo moment? What, what was your favorite photo moment from that festival? Because mm. them Uzi Vert photos, those, those were my favorite. That was Uzi Vert. Uzi was one one of my favorites, definitely in the top. Um, I and I didn't. It was definitely exciting to shoot him. I mm-hmm. mean, first song he literally jumped off, the, like literally jumped off the stage into the crowd, mm. and they were holding him up. Mm. And that's how I got that that one photo, that black and white photo. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't even think that photo was going to be that photo until I edited it. And I was mm. like, okay, this is the one. Uh, so that was really exciting. I met him backstage briefly. He's really nice. He's just like a, a little kid with a bunch of tattoos mm -hmm. and spiky hair. He was really nice. I asked him to take a photo and he like posed for me and he's really nice. So mm -hmm. I, I liked it because th that was a nice personal moment mm -hmm. um, after me running around chasing him, literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so one thing I really like about the Uzi photos, it was a photo, a photo I took of him while he was running in the photo pit. Mm -hmm. And another photographer named Nicolita, she actually got a picture of me taking a photo of him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Another good moment, Pusha T's performance. Yes. He was amazing. He yeah. killed it. His facial expressions. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I was really looking for because I know with this era, this album, mm -hmm. you know, especially in his music videos, he was, like, more expressive with his faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pharrell and Friends, was that was pretty iconic. It was really, it was hard to get shots. We was packed in like sardines in Oof. front of that pit. Because mm. most, most of the time they came down to the end of the catwalk. So we were all like this, <laughs> like the whole time. And I was in so much pain. Carpal tunnel in both arms. <laughs> it's a, it's a workout shit. It's, a, it's, a, it's like, a workout and it was so hot, but it was great. I, I would do it all over again. Yeah, that was a situation. What was what was the most fun for you? Something in the water or Broccoli City Fest? Something something in the water. Mm -hmm. Because Broccoli City was fun, and I literally could not have gotten something in the water without doing Broccoli City. Oh, really? Why you say that? So I shot Broccoli City. Um, Sean and China, they were the photo leads for that team. Mm-hmm. And literally the photo lead from something in the water asks them for recommendations for local photographers. photographers. Mm -hmm. And they both recommended me separately. Mm -hmm. I literally have a rejection email from something in the water in my inbox. But by then I was already on the team. Mm. So that's why it's just like literally had to do one thing to get to the next thing. Broccoli City was a very different experience, though. They approved way too many photographers. Oh. So we were like, it was like super cramped. It was cold. It was raining. Oh. I still enjoyed it overall, but something in the water. Also met a lot of new people at something in the water because mm -hmm. they had some out-of-state photographers. Yes. And some people from the area that I had they never had a met lot before. Of people. They had a lot of like different like transplants during that festival, a I feel lot. like even though I was at home watching on Amazon Prime, I Period. still knew I still knew that it was a lot <laughs> going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know. It was just it was an overall great experience. I met a lot of people. I met Baby Tate. I mm. met Tierra Wack. Mm. Tierra Wack's one of my favorite artists ever, and she was just really nice. So, a lot of good moments. That something in the water. So, what would be an, a memorable? Um, you, you gone? Okay. Oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. All right, thanks for coming. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Thank you for coming. What would you say was your um, favorite concert to shoot, like your most memorable concert to shoot? Because you said that you love Uzi and you loved Pusha T, but when it comes to the concert, like this, you know, the concerts, what was your most memorable or your most favorite experience with that? Most memorable. Or favorite experience favorite with that? Experience. Mm -hmm. Or both. Or both. I'm trying to think without overthinking. 
I know Lizzo was definitely one of my favorites. Back in 2019? Yes, mm-hmm. 2019 at the Anthem. At the Anthem. Mm-hmm. Sold out show two nights in a row. She did do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I went the first night. I mean, the stage production was beautiful. She had a whole set, and the lighting was gorgeous, and her costume was beautiful. She sounded amazing. I got a lot of good shots from that concert. Mm-hmm. Still, to this day, one of my favorite photos ever comes from that show. But then also, I really I really did enjoy, enjoy shooting Rico Nasty mm-hmm. at the Anthem mm-hmm. recently. It was just really exciting. I don't know, something about just seeing someone that you used to just casually see mm-hmm. in the area. Mm-hmm. Like, because I remember when I met her years ago when she was just doing more visual art. Mm-hmm. And she, literally the next year, she dropped iCarly mm-hmm. and then just blew, blew up. up. So it's really it's really great, and I'm I'm really happy for her. And kind of just even at the meet and greet, just felt like a full circle moment. Just the meet and greet at the anthem. The meet and greet. Oh, at the oh, that, she that did was the somewhere some, somewhere, the somewhere the somewhere yeah, um the, shop. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Those photos were good as fuck too. You did a Thank really good you. job. Thank did she so hire much. y'all? Okay, so I didn't technically get hired for that, mm-hmm. but. I reached out to Miles, her DJ, mm-hmm. and he forwarded my information to Zay. Zay is the founder of the agency, Jack's Hub. And, of course, like, me and Zay, we already knew each other. So mm-hmm. once he sent my Instagram, he was kind of like, oh, yeah, duh. Of course she can come mm-hmm. and take photos. So, yeah, I just I showed up, and I was just really happy to be there. The installations were beautiful. They were. They were. And, they were. you know, ran into Rico a little before that, and we interacted, so it was great. She seems nice. She's nice. Yeah, she was really nice. She's really, like, her fans, like, I feel like that's why her fans love her so much, because she loves her fans. Mm-hmm. And you could see that she wasn't like, oh, yeah, whatever. She was, like, hugging them, and, like, they was rapping lyrics with her. Like, she was really just, I feel like if she, if she had the time, she would have had, even more individual moments with them but they literally it was so many people they ran out of time um they did a, the somewhere shop did a really good job with um Pusha T's installation because he had one right before the something in the water they yeah. did a really good I love how they how they customized the, that wall I know mm-hmm. I really I wish I could have made it but I know I think it was the first day of something in the water when they did that mm-hmm. and I couldn't be at both mm-hmm. so and I found out about it after the fact. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I hope they have some more, some more. Though that's like, I love like visual interactions like that, I and especially that in the too. city. And I, I love Union Market in general. I love Union Market's vibe. I love what they have going on. I think it's very cultural. I think it's just very like a. I feel I feel really good being around there. Yeah, I love Union Market. Parking is insane. Yeah. But I but that I but love that it. that parking lot over there across from Songbird, girl, park over there. Oh yeah, there's a whole parking lot right there. I do need to start parking over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once I find parking, I'm like, okay, cool, we mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Usually, don't have to pay for it, so mm-hmm. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of paying for stuff in DC. Mm-mm, no yeah, more. Yeah, me too. Mm. Um, so outside of like you know black culture and hip hop and stuff like what have you ever um had the experience of like photography f- photographing um different genres of music or different types of artists that you know like who so my first 
concert that I shot at the Anthem was actually a metal concert. Oh, what was the band? The band is called Avatar. Oh, shit. And it was very like, it was almost the the main, the, the lead, the lead mic. He had his face painted white, very similar to like the, the leader of Kiss. Mm-hmm. The band, very similar. And I believe they're UK based. So we had on like one of those like, almost like vintage like suits with a bunch of ruffles uh-huh. on the front and, mm-hmm. but still like very cute big hat it was so interesting and their lighting director amazing their lights were amazing what year was this 2019 and the, and, and what made you um did you ask to be a part of that or so I was shooting for a publication called Capital Sound DC okay. they also p- played a pivotal role in me actually getting into more shows mm-hmm. they're a really good really good platform in the area and i remember someone else was assigned to shoot the metal concert and then they couldn't do it so they're like hey can you fill in for me and i was oh, like I, I was like sure because they were like at the anthem and i'm like oh that's one of those new venues i had never been mm-hmm. and i got there and i'm like oh wow like this is really big and so when the show started and the lights just started going off and then they had on the, on the stage, it was a big sign that said avatar Mm. and it was lit up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was just so amazed. I just took a lot of good photos. (laughs) You got to show me some. I really enjoyed it. I will. I will definitely show you. So how did you feel about um, shooting the Coldplay concert at FedEx field? Oh yeah. I forgot. That was insane. I mean, I those got, photos came out real nice. Are they still on your page? Thank you so much. Yes, they okay. are still on my page. I just, I couldn't believe I, I got in, in, into that. I was like, Coldplay. I started thinking like. Did you apply for that one too? I did. So I shoot in-house for Live Nation okay. now. I oh, I know that's right. Yeah, I just started. <laughs> I know that's right. I just started shooting for them this year. So when they sent out the list of shows, that was, I believe that was my top one for the month. I was like, yeah, I really want to shoot Coldplay. And found out it was at FedEx Field. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, first and only stadium show. So that was very different. Very different. Oh. Because it's so big. Like the crowd, I mean, it's it's like you think that Capital One Arena is overwhelming. Oh, no, FedEx is a whole nother monster. FedEx is, is like that times two. And then... It's this one guy that's in the pit. I forgot his name, but he had shot Coldplay a few times before, and he was just like, oh, yeah, just letting you know. There will be fireworks and confetti in the first song. And I'm like, oh, the first song? Not the grand finale? Not mm-hmm. the, the first song. I'm like, okay. So they started, and them fireworks went off, like, every time the chorus started. Oh. And it was confetti everywhere. I still have confetti in my camera bag. I kept it as a souvenir. <laughs> and then by the second song, it, it was like I was shooting and it was this giant beach ball type of balloon. It just bop hit me in the head. And I looked up. It was just just balloons everywhere. Just going everywhere, like all up, all the way up in the stands, child. I was like, oh, my gosh, they are really doing it right now. Like I, just- I don't even know what to shoot. It, it was a lot, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. You got some good pictures pictures of her, didn't you? Oh, I because her opened up for Coldplay, right? Yes, she mm-hmm. did. And I forgot about that. I'm like, I wonder who's opening. And then I remember I was running late trying to find parking, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the promoters, she was like, "Oh, you're 
you're probably going to miss her performance. I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me hurry up. And I got there just in time. For her to start? Yes, I got there five minutes before she started. I ran oh, to that yes. And I, w I was really happy. I felt like I, I kind of redeemed myself. I had taken photos of her before mm -hmm. at the Anthem. And I liked them, but I, I felt overall they could have been better. Mm -hmm. So here I was like, okay, I'm definitely got to really fight for these. And I ended up really loving those photos. I always, I'm always, i always so proud of you guys whenever I see you guys at concerts. I'm like, oh, is that Jada right there in the pit taking pictures? Because I saw you at the, um, I saw it because I was at the Tyler Creator Show, mm -hmm. um, Call Me If You Lost Tour. Yeah. And I saw it, I looked down because I was, I was, um, I was relatively like, I was, it was, I was in the, um, in the seats, but I was in like the section 100. So I, I had like a straight view of everything. And I saw your, I saw your afro and I was like, oh, shit, go Jada, she better get some, some bomb ass pics of Tyler. Unfortunately not. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't post anything. Yeah, what happened? So I was actually going as a fan to Tyler's show. Mm -hmm. It is very hard, very, very, very hard to get access to shoot Tyler. Really? It's, it's really hard. It's, it's a Tyler sometimes thing? They, yeah, sometimes he doesn't even approve outside photographers. They'll just have a tour photographer. What? Or two and that's it. They're very, very selective. So I'm, I'm working my way there to get that opportunity. Kendrick Lamar is also extremely hard. Really? I tried to shoot Oh, yeah, show. he was here. He was here a couple weeks ago. Yes, I went as a fan, and I was so, like, it was bittersweet. I was so happy, and I'm so grateful to have the experience. But I was like, wow, I just know I would have killed this. The stage production was amazing. Damn, yeah, because so Tyler, his shows, like, like like I said, every time Tyler comes to D.C., I will give him my money every single every time, time he comes because he puts on a show. He's one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite performers. Like, he puts on a grand show. I think Callie Uchis did a good job. Did you get to shoot oh her? Oh, my gosh. Listen, let me, let me just say this about that whole show. Mm -hmm. I was, like, sad, like, low-key. I was very happy, but I was sad on the low because literally – Every set was, like, so inspiring visually. Mm. Like, even, like, you know, Tizo was the first Even Vince's. Even Vince's set. Like, but, listen, I, I have to give it to Tizo because to be an opener, like, an opener opener. Mm -hmm. And for them to just give him, you know, the black curtain. And he's like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to bring a whole set. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have this whole, you know, Home Depot theme. I'm going to really put on a show. I really applaud him for that because a lot of opening acts, they, they would have just take it like, Oh yeah, just you know, mm -hmm. do some nice stage lighting and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But he really brought a whole set with him and he really made do with that. And he was a great way to open the show. I, I, I became a fan after that show. Mm -hmm. Literally. I already was starting to get into him, you know, since he was on Tyler's album. Mm -hmm. But after that I was like, okay, I'm actually, and wasn't going. he on Rico's album too? Yep, he mm, was. I like his voice. Lo I love his voice and mm -hmm. the whole nails and the hair thing. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Mm, and, it, and it makes that that metal noise when he walks and. Yeah. Yes, I really, I really like, I really like him, and I, I want to shoot him so bad. So you didn't get any photos from the Tyler show at all? No, none we, of Callie Uchi's. None. I couldn't. Oh my gosh, when Callie got on, listen, those I projections. Oh 
and then she had the, the she co- outfit oh, changes. She yes. had outfit changes. I was like, oh my gosh, I would have killed it. Like I would have had my star filter. I just I was seeing the shots I would have got. Literally, I'm just like, because I saw you in general admission, right? Yes, I was in general admission. Mm, so you paid a cute little coin, huh? I did instantly when the tickets dropped. Oh, same. I, I was I, I was the presale. I, I, I got the presale. Mm-hmm. I did do. I did the presale also. I was not playing. I my was tickets playing. was like. Eight, listen, y'all, get the presale. Listen, get the presale tickets because my tickets was like eighty dollars. Yeah, and I was in a section one hundred. Yeah, right there, like right straight. Like I, I saw. Like I, we were right. Nice little view. I was determined. I was determined to go, and I was determined for people to experience it with me. I bought three ti- uh three tickets. Who do you who you bring with you? Um, Mahogany, mm-hmm. aka um, Mojo. Uh, Mojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ended up she ended up giving me uh the money for it, but I brought Chiquette as a birthday present mm-hmm. because it was a few days after his birthday, mm-hmm. and I was like, this will be really cool. And I know he loves concerts, mm-hmm. so I was like, boom, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So you, you kill the concert scene, you kill the festival scene, the live show scene. Um, so when it comes to your creative directing and like, you know, with your conceptual shots, mm-hmm. um, I've seen, you know, I see that you have a few conceptual shots on your, on your page. So like, how do you feel, um, about doing things like that conceptual and like what, what goes into that? So those things, it's both. All of those things are hard work, but this is a different level of Conceptual. hard work. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing about events and live music. A lot of stuff is out of your control. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really like I'm just capturing what's right in front of me. Right. But when it comes to concepts, it's more intricate, mm-hmm. especially if it's a passion project or I have a client like Zariah, for example. Mm-hmm. Those so shots were great. Thank you so much. Amazing shot. You know, Zariah, she came with her own creative direction, which mm-hmm. I love. A lot of people, they don't put that much effort into it. Mm-hmm. They kind of just leave it up to me. And then I kind of, I have to explain to them kind of like, okay, well, you know, you have to pay more for that. Yeah. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to put in more effort as well. You have to care about your own mm-hmm. creative direction and your own image at the end of the day. So working with her was a really great experience. And she was with me throughout. Like, even when it came to the post-editing, I remember the first edits I sent her. She was like, basically, don't be scared to go harder with the editing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I go through these phases every now and again where someone hires me who's all like, oh, yeah, I love your style, I love your style. Then they do the shoot, they get the photos, and it's like, Oh well, I love your style, but maybe not for me. Can I right. get the raws? Yeah. And it's just like yeah, it's just like and it's yeah. just like nah. Like want me to tone down the editing, and it's like nah. But Zarai was like, yeah, no, tone it up. Do do what you usually do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then those were we amazing go. shots. As far as my own concepts, different story. It's 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 a lot more work. You do a great, like I've seen you do Odd Mojo, DJ Damo. Like those are very vibrant photos. You did one of um, a young lady where, um, I don't know her name, I don't know her, but they were really beautiful shots. And I believe that Lightroom posted it on their platform as well. Oh my gosh. Adobe yes. Lightroom. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Are you talking, well, are you talking about the ones with the sky? Yes, the sky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that's Eden. Yeah. So my friend Leah, she's a stylist. Mm-hmm. Great, phenomenal stylist. That was actually... 
her creative concept. She put that shoot together. Mm -hmm. And we were shooting on a roof, and we were in Crystal City. Mm. And, man, I just, that was the first shoot I did of 2021, I believe. It might have been. I I think that was the first shoot I did of 2021. And I feel like that really set the tone for me to really dive back into photography all the way, especially, yes. you know, since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then by April 2021, I did a passion project called Death to Assimilation, which is technically unreleased. That is what I would say is the hardest project I've ever done because I had to cast it. Six months. Girl, I think I, I think I applied to one of your castings, girl, and I got a rejection email from you. Oh but my it was god, fine. that was probably that was probably <laughs> from from colors. Mm-hmm. I think it was colors. That yeah, that was probably mm-hmm. from colors. That was actually hard as well because I had over one hundred applications, mm-hmm. and I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to. Everyone wants to be a part of a Jada a Jada Imani M production. I did not. I did not think that would be the case, especially with the the panoramic happening. And that was yeah. literally Colors 2020. It was shot in 2020, did the casting in 2020. And I did not I did not think that I would get that response. I'm just like, okay, I got all types of responses from that one child. I got some some angry DMs. Oh, like of, of people getting rejected? No, just people not even being in the running because it was the the focus so i did colors the first one it was in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it was just pretty open i like handpicked everyone pretty much it was just black women different black women that i knew different models Mm -hmm. i knew put them together you know this one shoot but colors 2020 was more intentional i'm like okay dark and brown skin models Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And because it just was not enough representation for me, not mm-hmm. enough positive representation. And because I cast it in that way, it was some people who were of the fair skinned community community. That Child, they don't, if you don't sit your light skinned ass down somewhere and go and, and, and mind your light skinned business, I know. <laughs> Go mind your, 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 no, listen, and I had to explain. I'm like, no, I, I've i done this project before. You explained I, yourself to that? I had all skin tones, and I'm just like, okay, I just wanted this. Can, can I just have this one little thing? Don't explain for, yourself to you know that. What I'm saying? This it, is your art. It's your vision. You don't got to always, you don't exactly. have to always explain yourself to that. This is your vision. Right. So it's just like, as okay. long as you're not being disrespectful to anyone, I don't see I why you it. need to explain yourself it. as to why they weren't in your vision exactly maybe next time right i didn't get disrespectful child it was just more so another layer to the concept and you know it was deeper than just oh this is a fashion shoot but um deaf to assimilation that that's my baby that's why it's unreleased because i have to do a gallery for it Mm-hmm. So if anyone knows any gallery spaces in there, speaking of galleries, <laughs> speaking of galleries and book signings and whatnot, oh, before we get to that, Jada, she had one of her photos featured on a, a is it a billboard or like a, a bus stop? A, situ- a, bus stop. a bus, is it a bus stop billboard or is it, is it still called a billboard? 
her she Jada billboards. I just say stop. Yeah, Jada had Jada had her her art featured um in DC. Yeah. For everyone to see. Um and I think that same photo was actually because I remember I remember I honored you on my podcast page maybe like a couple years ago for that photo. Yes. And then also um that same photo made the cover art for um we the culture a facebook um yes. it's, a, it's a facebook movement a facebook um campaign that they have going on when it comes to highlighting black uh, culture black creatives and things like that and then also i felt very honored because i was one of the designers of the book um because it was a it was a a project through creative theory and um, one of my friends uh, worked there and then she brought me on as a freelance designer to help out with the book she was the she was the design lead and I designed a few pages of my own in the book and you know I was honored because I'm like, oh my god, this is Jada on the cover, and I think there was a lot of different photography within the booklet. I'm, I it think, was. I think, did you have some pictures? Of, some pictures in the book too? I've had so yeah. Actually, I got reached out to first just to be in the book, mm-hmm. and then like a couple weeks went by, and I got another email from Creative Theory mm-hmm. and We the Culture, and I'm thinking it's a follow up about mm-hmm. you know the inserts of the book, and mm-hmm. then they said something about a cover, and I'm like. Oh, so this is the this is the same book. It definitely and set the tone for that book. That that was book just, was so fun to work on. It it was be- the design was beautiful, by the way. The design shout out to really Courtney, great. the the design lead. Yeah, shout out to Courtney and shout out to you. Thank you, because that that was amazing. And I just I didn't realize. I guess I didn't realize how big it was until it came out. Then I was like, oh wow! Mm-hmm. I like saw like they they were posting about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, that's really crazy. I almost didn't release that photo project mm. because I expected it to be more. I had this vision in my mind and I was being really hard on myself. And then I just decided to post it on a whim and girl. No. Yeah. That, that was, <laughs> that was amazing. Give it another round of applause. That, that photo series was amazing because you got it posted at a at a bus stop in DC. I think it was on 14th Street. It was on 14th Girl, it was on and 14th you. and you. 14th you got your picture you. <laughs> you got your picture posted on on 14th and you and then Facebook chose to have it um displayed on their material. So girl, I don't know what you listen. You you do you know who you are? Like my my friend had to tell me this cuz I be having my moments too where I'm like I'm not good enough and my pockets you know this is that i don't oh think gosh. i can do i don't think I can do. and she was like girl do you know who you are no for real do you do, do you, you know who know you, who are? you are do you know who you are? i do <laughs> i do know who i am i just i'm the type of person that really has learned and is continuing to learn the balance between okay i'm not dumping on myself but i'm also not being arrogant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm very much confident in myself and i know who i am more so just waiting on everyone else to catch up to that mm-hmm. and i don't like to speak too much about it because it gets boastful it gets kind of weird just and believe it within yourself i feel exactly. like exactly and let the work again let the work speak for itself because i know how i felt especially when I was at something in the water and mm-hmm. I felt pain that I've never felt like no other in both of my arms. Mm-hmm. I thought something was seriously wrong mm-hmm. beyond carpal tunnel. Thank God that's all it was. But I seriously, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to shoot for a long time Ugh. after that festival. That's how much pain I was in. I was really scared. And I feel like that re humbled me. And I'm just like, okay, you got this opportunity 
But let's not forget, this can easily be taken away from you. And also maybe it was, less, it was a lesson for you to just push through whenever you have those times of like, you know, pain or just those hardships. Maybe that was a time for you to just learn how to push through certain situations. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was hot. I had fresh period cramps. Oof, them, them first, them first, them, them second, them first and second days, it's horrible. Yes, literally horrible. the first day of the festival. Oof. It was like, okay, we're going to bleed I know, now. I know <laughs> you probably popped a, popped a few painkillers, didn't you? Something. I did. You had absolutely to. absolutely did. I'll say, like, the someone in the water team, they, they really did take care of us, though. We, our production office was in a hotel. Oh, no, that's right. And they gave us free meals I and know, that's water right. throughout the day. Because so. that was a that was a Pharrell event. He had y'all covered. He was he, he was campaigning like, through all throughout DC for like a month straight for that for that damn festival. Nah, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got another. One. We got another. For, uh, what do you say? We got another one for real. I call you for real because because it's the truth. Some shit he say. He what said, he I, say? Ca- I call you for real because you're the truth. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so let's get to this. Um, before we close out, I want to talk about the, um, you released a book of, 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 of your photo- of your photographs, and then you also held a book signing and, and, and a merch um, pop-up. Yes. So tell me about that. What made you want to release a booklet of your work? So I'm, I'm the type of person, I really like art to be tangible. Mm-hmm. I love going to museums. I love... Even if when it comes to reading to this day, I'm not an ebook girly. Mm. I love tangible objects. I love feeling things in my hands. Mm-hmm. And it just it it's a whole different feeling seeing my photos in a book, in a collection rather than in a grid on Instagram mm-hmm. or on my website or on Twitter. It's it's an entirely different feel uh, feeling, and it's almost just like. The images are are three D. They're they're really coming off the paper. They're like alive. If that makes they're sense. They're alive, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's what I really want to do with my art. Continuing to do that, which is why I do still have that unreleased project. Because when people fully experience that, I want them to really experience it. And that book signing was really just a taste, mm-hmm. a taste of what I'm going to do. So I'm really excited to officially release that project. Um, and then you also, um, so you have the, so what about your creative directing? Okay. But then also you do set design as well. Yes. Because you helped out with Chiquette's set design with his Kanye show he did. Yes. Um, what else did you do? You did a couple other things. I, I can't did remember. The set design for Foots and Coles. That's really oh. when it started when I did the. For the, Ken- for the Kennedy, no, no, that was back a couple years ago. But then you also did some set design for um the Kennedy Center for Our Mojo and them, right? I did not. You didn't do that one. We were supposed to, but time just didn't didn't permit for it. But okay, we were supposed to do that. But um, for Foots and Coals, that's when it started. For the Jade Project, for the Azor Project, they wanted these photos to literally look like the gemstones. So mm. then that's when. Got the silver material, and I really just winged it. Mm-hmm. I really winged it. That was my first time doing. I think time. I think those photos introduced me to you. I think I think those were the first of the photos I saw of yours. I'm like, who's this person? Oh, yeah. I I'm think, glad because I, think. I, I love I love that. If that's the case, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but then my my unreleased project, 
I did set design for that too. I did a whole Photoshop graphic, exactly how I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh I yes, plan it out. Like, put it up. Yeah, that's why I said when this project, I'm gonna bore y'all now and explain the whole thing right now. But it'll come a time where I really go in of all the things I did to prepare for that project. So you're gonna come back on the show, right, and tell us about the project, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I can't wait. I'm really excited for that. Um, so two more things. So who would you like to work with festival wise, live performance wise, concert wise, conceptual wise, directorial wise? Who would you want to work with that you have not worked with yet? It can be local. It could be mainstream. It can be anyone. Um, like who do you envision? I envision doing creative work, especially with Tyler, the creator. Yes, that would be dope. Tierra Whack, mm. Rico Nasty on a on a personal level mm-hmm. because I've I've had the pleasure of capturing her, but I definitely want to work with her. No middleman. Yeah, on a more personal level. Um, who else? Festival wise, I want to shoot Afropunk. Ooh. I really want to shoot the Afro Brooklyn Punk. and even the overseas. You probably could yeah, do good overseas the, too. Brooklyn, Paris, London, mm. Atlanta. I want to work with Solange. Oh, I think you know. Listen, I you, listen. I love Solange so I much. I love Solange. Solange is something about her. She's just still like she's so graceful. Like it's something about her. She's still she's so graceful, but she's still like I will fuck you up if I need to. Type energy. And that's why I really, I really love her. I love her direction. Her creative direction is so She composes. Good. Like she she's composes. doing the, she's composing the, some, the, some the ballet, ballet in New York. I'm like, yes. do I, I got to take them to the, the Amtrak to New York to see this thing? Do I have to? Because I, I, think, I might, I might I have think, to do I it. I think you do. I might have to go. Because I'm just like, girl. And that's another thing I really like about Solange is, she does different things. It's mm-hmm. not just, oh, I'm a singer, but it's like, no, I compose music. Mm-hmm. And not just for myself, I compose music for other things. I direct other people's visuals. The scissor, she did a, she did, she directed yeah, the scissors. the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just everything, I mean, the way she collectively works with her, her team, just the casting mm-hmm. of her films. She releases film like the when I get home visual. That I feel like that's underrated. I really feel like it's underrated. That was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. She's like a taste. Like she's one of the tastemakers for me. Yeah. Um. Even even with seat at the table and with those videos she put out for that. Like those were those were just like they were gorgeous. And like even her, but like when she like I said you like you said she composes like. The behind the scenes of her making those albums, like those were yes. like you know her actually composing. Man, Solange is just like Solange <laughs> is is one of those people. It's like a reminder to really take your time. She said mm-hmm. it, it four years working on a seat at the table, mm-hmm. and a seat at, at the table really. It and this is, God forbid, she sees this. It's no disrespect but i feel like that is what really established her as a solo artist mm-hmm. that album was really like yeah because everyone okay, everyone Sol- woke up everyone yeah, woke like, up okay we knew solange was talented we knew she had her own music now it's like okay, i got now, made fun Ur- of Ur- i got made fun now. of i got made fun of listening to her music 
Like before, which no. before to the table, yeah. Like I used to listen to her. I I am a real Solange fan. Solo star, uh, Solange, uh, Solange and the Hagley Street. Is it Solange and the Hagley Street Dreams? Is that's what the name of the album is? Or Soul Angel and Hagley Street Dreams? Um, the True EP. Uh, then it was the seat at the table. Like you know, what I'm saying like I've always been a Solange fan. People would make fun of me like, you listen to Solange? Don't listen to Solange, but you. I'm like, I what? Think that's crazy. And then when her album came out, the seat at the table, everyone was playing that shit, cranes in the sky. Everybody was 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 bopping to it. And then everyone now and now everybody want to be a Solange fan now, which is great. I'm glad you woke up, but. <laughs> Don't play like, with me like wake that. Wake it up, wake it up. But honestly, when I decided dropped, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was amazed. I was blown away. That, to this day, love that song. Tony. I admit I did not keep up with Solange as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna pretend. <laughs> but Lovers in the Parking Lot. Amazing. And Losing You, that's when I, I started like really tuning back in more consistently. Then I was like, oh, I can't wait for a next thing to come out. And then the next thing was a seat at the table. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is a whole new world. Yeah. She really created her world yeah. entirely with that. And, and you see people taking little little bits of what she did I already. Do. Which is fine. I do. It's, it's all an, good. It's an artist. I won't say their name, but you I can You can say tell, it off camera. I'll say it off camera. I could tell they, they got inspired by the way she... She does things on a on a visual I even see level. some of Solange's choreography in other people's videos too. We ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, like she's amazing. Um, okay, oh, so I know who else I want to work. Really want to work with Issa Rae. I really. She was just here a couple months ago, and like that would have been so good for you. Yeah, I really I want to work with her. Um, company wise, I really want to work with uh, Frequency. Uh, for Spotify, they, they follow me, girl. I was like, yeah. oh my god, what I love, I love what Damo is is doing with Frequency. Mm-hmm. I love what she's doing with them. Shout out to DJ Damo. But I'm like, she's, what's going on? Like, why, what's 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 going? On? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would love to. I think to. the thing is, we we need we need to travel. We need to go to LA. Yeah, we might have people to do keep, that. Keep telling me go to LA. Listen, it's, I be getting follows and people like, what's going on here? Like, like y'all see me? Like, it means they it means they watching. They watch it and they're looking for the right opportunity to pounce. Okay. That's that's what I take it as. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, wrap it up then. Come on, what's happening? <laughs> but nah, I'm patient. Yeah, I'm me patient. too. I got I'm I'm just gonna make sure I just keep just both of us can just keep putting out consistent content, exactly. you know, good quality content because sometimes quality is you know worth more than quantity. So that's Absolutely. a thing as well. Um, what would you? What advice would you give? another creative on um following their journey on following their journey hmm. i would say stay patient mm-hmm. uh, stay patient keep the right people in your corner mm-hmm. keep the right people in your corner um usually if you get a hunch about something about someone follow that and believe it Girl, you ain't telling me nothing but a word child yes. we can talk off camera you, exactly follow it and believe it um i'm not saying blow up on anyone but it's okay to distance yourself mm. from people um some people i get it people have survivor's guilt as well don't let that get to you sometimes you have to leave people where they're at mm. you really do mm-hmm. and hone in and focus on yourself focus on yourself focus on yourself yeah yeah 
that's the best advice you, you can give anyone yeah and anything and with with creating or just with mental health like focus on yourself absolutely nobody got you like you got you honestly that's might be that might sound yeah. cliche but it's real yeah i will say no one got you like you got you but also accept help and create your own community mm-hmm. at the same time you have to have a balance and you have to surround yourself with the people who have a similar or even better mentality than you so you can learn from them and vice versa mm-hmm. yeah I had to put, give that a round of applause as well. Well, thank you so much, Jada Imani M, for joining her at the podcast. Thank I you. I feel honored. I'm so glad that we learned so much more about you. I want you to come back again and again and again and again. Yay. Um, and tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me everywhere at Jada Imani M. That's Jada Imani M. That's not Jada Imani. That's Jada Imani M. Please say the M. Thank you so much, Danny, for having me. Thank you. Um, you guys can follow Heard the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Heard the Podcast. We're available on all podcast streaming platforms. And make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, H-E-R apostrophe D. We out. Thanks for watching and listening.